Welcome. You are listening to SIB Life Church Sermon Audio Podcast. If you would like to know about SIB Life, including our online service time, you can join us online at siblife.my. Good morning, Church. Once again, welcome home. Welcome to SIB Life. For those of you who are first time with us, thank you, Pastor Dan. Thank you, Church, for praying for us. And let's yeah, continue to pray for us. Um, this is a new experience for us, obviously, as a family. And I know for those of you who have contracted COVID in the past years or even recently, you know, uh, uh, it can be discouraging. It can be disappointing, you know, frustrating. Yeah, things that you plan and things that you hope that, you know, to do, look forward for in the weekend. Did I jadi? You know, I, 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 I can understand a little bit of what you, you've been through. But anyway, let me tell you one thing. Disappointment is part of our life. You know, if if you think that uh, you will never get disappointed, now you have to think again, right? You have to think again. You know, so as as a believer, we must know that discouragement is never far from us. Yeah, uh, and and discouragement is one of the most crippling enemies we face in life. Yeah. COVID-19 has taken this plague to a whole new level, this disappointment to a uh, discouragement to a whole new level. You know, change, loss, you know, uh, uncertainty, complexity, conflict, uh, and extra uh, workload, all are contributing factors to discouragements. No, none of us, no one of us are safe from it. It is easy for us to catch it, because discouragement, let me tell you, discouragement is highly contagious and easily transmitted. Don't you think so? Yeah. Now, the symptoms of discouragement are many. Now, a person might have a passion, you know, energy, focus, uh, faith, boldness, vision, motivation, and joy, but all these can be crushed by discouragement. Discouragement can also be a doorway to darker thoughts and the temptation to escape in unhealthy and unholy ways. How many of you understand what I'm saying right now? Yeah, so discouragement is part of life. Now, discouragement comes most often when you do the right things but experience poor results, unexpected results. You work hard but you don't make progress. Yeah, you show up to work. You 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 perform the best you can, but you didn't get that promotion. Yeah, you studied hard, but you didn't get that grade that you've been uh, hoping for. Yeah, discouragement. Like I said just now, discouragement is part of life. But fret not, the Bible offers ways for us to deal with discouragement. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So today I'm gonna. Uh, Title my sermon, Overcoming Discouragement. Overcoming Discouragement. So let's turn to Ezra chapter 4 verse 23. Ezra chapter 4 verse 23. Now I'm going to continue with uh, where, from where I, I, I left you know, uh, two weeks ago. All right? So verse 23. As soon as the text of King Artaxerxes' letters was read to Rehum, Shimshai, the scribe, and their colleagues, they immediately went to the Jews in Jerusalem and forcibly stopped them. 
verse 24 now the construction of god's house in jerusalem had stopped and remained at a standstill until the second year of the reign of king darius of persia now let's continue with chapter 5 right chapter 5 but when the prophets haggai and zechariah son of Edo, prophesied prophesied to the jews who were in judah and jerusalem in the name of the god of israel who was over them zerubbabel son of shealtiel and jeshua son of Josadak, began to rebuild god's house in jerusalem the prophets of god were with them helping them at that time tatanai the governor of the region west of euphrates shatar bozanai and their colleagues came to the jews and asked who gave you the order to rebuild this temple and finish this structure they also asked them what are the names of the workers who are constructing this building but god was watching over the jewish elders these men would not would not stop them until a report was sent to darius so that they could receive written instructions about this matter come let us bow our head and pray father god speak to us today let your word your truth open the eyes of our hearts and minds so that we can experience breakthrough in our lives holy spirit touch our hearts so that we can respond to the word of god we pray all this in jesus name amen amen now in ezra chapter 4 verse 23 we can see how the task of rebuilding the temple of god was forcibly stopped after receiving instruction from king Artaxerxes. so not only that the jews not have the king's permission to continue with the work but the enemies you know the adversaries had their authority his authority to put stop to the work now they were naturally quite zealous to do so even by force of arms if necessary now can you imagine the kind of encouragement they went through at that time yeah so the jews did stop did stop working until the second year of the reign of king darius of persia now apparently the jews made no effort to contact the king and explain that their work had been authorized by decree of king cyrus there's not not uh, written in the bible yeah so the jews must have given up too easily now in any case it is clear they quit when god did not want them to yeah we will see that god was displeased with them and he will likewise be displeased with us if we let people of the land or our adversaries influence us to neglect the work he commands us to do now the enemy let me tell you, the enemy knows that if he can discourage us to the point of giving up he will have won a victory almost as great as if we had never been saved the devil loved it if we you know put to stop whatever god wants us to do yeah now discouragement is a temptation common to all of us and in dealing with it sometimes we need tenderness and other times we need toughness but either way discouragement is not to be tolerated or dwelled in yeah we must overcome it amen we must overcome discouragement
If we linger in discouragement, it can be costly, friends. It can be costly. Just like what happened to Zerubbabel and the Israelites. In Ezra chapter 4, verse 23 to 24 that we read just now, you know, historians say that the temple construction project stopped for approximately 16 years. Okay, 16 years, that's long. Look at the impact of discouragement has on God's people. Isn't that the way it always happened? You know, right when you come to the halfway point, discouragement sets in. When we start something new, our excitement and, and, and enthusiasm for a project, for a relationship, for our faith carries us forward. Amen? Yeah? But then when we come to the point of no return, we reach that midway point and that's when negative thoughts start to come in. Yeah? We begin to examine our progress. What once seems to be like possible, now looks impossible. The result that at first encourage us now appear small and insignificant now. How many of you understand what I'm saying? You know, probably you are at that point right now. You are stuck. You know, you feel so discouraged. You, you just don't want to move forward. But I pray that you will continue to listen, you know, because I believe the Word of God today will set you free. Yeah? Now, so, years had passed since the incident recounted in Ezra chapter 4. Cyrus was no longer ruler of Persia. Darius was now the king. Two prophets appeared on the, uh, on the scene to encourage the people to begin once more the reconstruction of the temple. Yeah? So, who are they? They are Prophet Haggai and also Zechariah. So, what did these two prophets say? Now, we, we won't be able to find the answer here in Ezra chapter 5, but we can see in the, 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 uh, in the other two Old Testament books which contain the prophecies of these two men. Yeah? Now, a close study of their books reveals that the prophecy of Haggai and Zechariah contain two elements, which is rebuke and promise. The prophets rebuke the people for focusing on their own house and neglecting God's temple. They also rebuke them for their lack of courage. They acknowledge the presence of external opposition. Yeah. Now, let me pause for a while. During these 16 years, we don't know much information, right? We read from Haggai 1, Haggai chapter 1, that uh, the people were involved with making homes. You know, they they involved with making homes and making their life easier. Yeah. They have they have neglected the temple of God. That's what happened in that sixteen years. But do you notice that we don't read much about opposition during that sixteen years? Now, in other words, when the temple is being built, there is opposition. And whenever the people are not building the temple, there is no opposition. Now, the church has experienced this, the same thing, down through the years of history until today. Yeah? As long as the church is infective and quiet and passive, not growing, not being built up, not reaching out to others, the world doesn't seem to mind. Yeah? But 
when the church is growing, when, 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 when it is alive and on fire, that is when the opposition comes. How many of you understand what I'm saying right now? Yeah? And when opposition comes, they will bring discouragement with them. Wow. So, how do we overcome discouragement? How do we overcome discouragement? Discouragement. What what lesson can we uh, get from Ezra chapter four and chapter five today? What? How? How can we overcome discouragement? Now, number one, take this down. Number one, we must allow godly people to speak into our lives. Allow godly people to speak into our life. Now, as we have read. In verse 24, the work of rebuilding the temple was put to stop for 16 years. Now, I believe Zerubbabel and Jeshua have been listening to advice, suggestion, and opinions of their peers or other people that appear to be supportive or concerned. And we know that if they listen to the advice from the right people, the work will not stop. Now, everyone that comes into our lives and everyone who has been called to be in our life is there for a reason. Ya, ada tujuan dia. Kenapa Tuhan hantar orang-orang tertentu dalam kehidupan kita? There are purpose. Now, how many of us believe that God puts people in our life at strategic times because He knows what we need. God knows what you need. Therefore, there are certain people he, he uh, being introduced into your life. Yeah? God will send people to speak into our lives, to build us, to encourage us, to give us that push that we need, and sometimes to rebuke us. It doesn't always make sense to us, you know, but God sees the bigger picture. Amen? God sees the bigger picture. So God sent prophet Haggai and Zechariah to encourage them to continue with the work of rebuilding God's temple. Now, unfortunately, God isn't the only person who places people into our life. Not only God, the devil, our enemy, places people into our life as well in the hopes of steering us away from success, away from rebuilding God's house, and ultimately away from our Lord. They plague our mind and prevent us from fulfilling God's call upon our life. So church, we have to be careful with who we give access to our lives. Yeah? Now, the most difficult part is that sometimes we can't tell the difference between the person that God put into our life and the person that the enemy has put in our life. Yeah? Sometimes we know that someone isn't good for us. And we decide to spend our time with them anyways. Yeah, I've seen, you know, a lot of uh, Christians. They know that that kind of relationship, that kind of friendship will not bring any benefit to them. You know, will not bring them closer to God. They choose to continue to be in that relationship. Yeah. You know, that bad influence friend. Now, the trouble maker that we allow into our life those who we know for a fact we should not be hanging around but we do anyways these are the people yeah who we need to be careful you know be very careful with who you listen to be careful who you allow to speak into 
your life. We always say this, you know. You know, uh, in bahasa Malaysia it, it will more, make more sense, you know. Tidak semua orang uh, yang baik itu benar, you know. Not every everyone who are good people will will do the right thing, you know. It means which, when I say the right thing, it means like according to the word of God, you know. We can be friends with good people, but not necessarily the things that they said, the advice that they said is biblical. Is the right uh, advice from the word of God? I guess following me. So be careful. Some of us are easily discouraged by our situation. It gets worse when you listen to advice from people who are not from God. So my question to you, friends, do you have people like Haggai and Zechariah in your lives? Now, I'm not talking about prophet, people who like, like a prophet who speaks to your life, but I'm talking at least for godly people, leaders, spiritual leaders, spiritual parents, you know, even maybe your parents, your siblings who are spiritually mature than you, speak into your life. People who you listen to. Do you have that kind of people? If not, now I pray at the end of the sermon, you know, you will go and go and approach this, maybe your pastors, yeah, your spiritual leaders, your life group leaders, yeah, get advice, godly advice from the right people, right? So, to overcome discouragement, allow godly people to speak into your life. Now, secondly, to overcome discouragement, we must listen to and obey the word of God. Listen to and obey the word of God. Ezra chapter 5 verse 1 to 2 says, But when the prophets Haggai and Zechariah son of Edo prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them, Zerubbabel son of Shealtiel and Jeshua son of Jehozadak began to rebuild God's house in Jerusalem. The prophets of God were with them, helping them. Now, the words of the prophet Haggai to the community of the return exiles are found in Haggai chapter 1 verse 2 to 10. Yeah, verse 2 to 10. So, God rebuked the Israelites because they were busy looking after their own house and neglecting God's house. He told the Israelites that the reason why, the reason for, the, for their unfruitfulness is because they are focusing on themselves. Yeah? Verse 12, Haggai chapter 1, verse 12. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and the entire remnant of the people obeyed the Lord their God and the words of the prophet Haggai because the Lord their God had sent him. So the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, delivered the Lord's message to the people. I am with you. This is the Lord's declaration. The Lord roused the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, the spirit of the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. They began work on the house of the Lord of armies, their God, on the 24th day of the sixth month in the second year of King Darius. Because their spirits had been stirred up by God, they have new strength to obey and do what God had commanded, commanded them to do. Now, because the people listen and obey to the word of God, they are not easily intimidated. 
Now, so when Tatanai, the governor, came to them and questioned them regarding the reason for them to resume the work, that didn't induce any fear in them. Hallelujah. Now, because why? Because they choose to obey the word of God. They were not only fearless, they even did the work of God so well that Tatanai himself wrote in his letter to King Darius in verse 8, so Tatanai wrote, says this, Let it be known to the king that we went to the house of the great God in the province of Judah. It is being built with cut stones and its beams are being set in the walls. This work is being done diligently and succeeding through the people's effort. Now, that is what's going to happen if we learn to obey God's word and do what he wants us to do. People around us will see the quality of the work we do and God be glorified. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you ask us pastors, you know, if you ask us if we have ever felt discouraged, discouraged especially during this pandemic, the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah, because we are also human <laughs> like you guys. Yeah, still, I'm so thankful you know i'm so thankful that every tuesday morning we will pastors we will do the devotion together and there are so many uh, words uh, you know or reminders uh, uh, encouragement from god's word that we receive during our devotion time because it is the word of god by his grace because of god by his grace we strengthen he strengthen our hearts and obediently we obediently do what god wants us to do yeah. God gave us the Bible so that through the encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. Amen. So church, don't let your heart be ruled by what you see. Let it be ruled by what Jesus promises you. Yeah. Remember church, God's words demands our obedience, not our opinion. Let me repeat that. God's word demands our obedience, not our opinion. So when you are discouraged of a situation in your life, go back to the Bible. Listen to what God is speaking to you through His Word and obey Him. Amen? That's how we overcome discouragement in our lives. Now, let's move on to the third one. How do we overcome discouragement? The third one, we overcome discouragement by remembering who we serve. Kita ingat siapa Tuhan yang kita layani. Now, it's easy for us to get discouraged when we end up being the only person left to serve or, or those who were once with us are no longer serving or journey with us. Yeah, it's easy for us to get discouraged, right? Now, I've been through that but I always remind myself of who the God I serve. Yeah. In his letter to King Darius, you know, Tatanai quoted the Israelites. Uh, the Israelites replied to him in verse 11. He said this. Uh, this, this is the reply of the Israelites to, 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 to Tatanai. We are the servants of the God of the heavens and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and finished. Now, I want you to pay attention here. You know, it was mentioned that uh, in verse 11, we are the servants of the God of the heavens and earth. Now, let me tell you, the, 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 the title, the name God of heavens and, and earth is one of the many names of God. 
yeah? Some names focus in his dominion over the earth. Others state his spiritual dominion. Now, this name that uh, God of heavens and, and earth, this name says that he rules both realms. Yeah. So in Aramaic, and and Aramaic, the God of the heavens and earth is called what? The the original original name is called Elah Shmaya Vara. Okay, Elah Shmaya Vara. Now, there are those who doubt that God really has control. They see the tragedies of the world and wonder if perhaps God is not so powerful, you know, as to and all evils in the world. So there are some people when they encounter opposition, obstacles or challenges in their life, they come to the conclusion that God's power is limited. Now, of course, we do not understand everything that happens in the life. But we know from the Bible that God has final authority. Yeah, God has uh, sovereign power over everything. Amen. Yeah, because he is Elash Maya Vara. He is the God of the heavens and earth. Now, as he says in Psalm chapter 103, verse 19, the Bible says, Psalm chapter 103, verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. God's kingdom rules over your family, your career, your studies, your relationship, your health. Just name it. God's kingdom rules over the earth. When you got discouraged, remember this church, who you serve. Ya, siapa yang anda layani? We are serving God of all gods. You know, God who ruled heavens and earth. Right? Yeah. When we begin to understand this truth, our soul will be filled with peace and rest. And this will help us to overcome any discouragement in life. Some of you need to be reminded, you know, that, that it's not your boss, it's not your circumstances, it's not your parents, it's not your friends, it's not the world who have final authority in your life. It's God. So don't be discouraged. Yeah? It's not people who have the final say about you, about your life. It's God. Amen? Yeah? So remember who we serve. And lastly, to overcome discouragement, we must be courageous. Be courageous. Now, the, the difference between victory and defeat, failure and success, lies in the encouragement you receive. Whether you encourage yourself or someone encourages you, encouragement makes the difference. Amen? Now, courage comes out of fear. A person cannot know true bravery until knowing fear. There are healthy fears that keep us safe, but many fears actually hold us back and steal our joy. How many of you understand this? Yeah, Some fears may even slow our progress in pursuing God's will for our life. For example, you've decided to cut ties with your uh, old friends, friends who actually uh, uh, continue to pull you away from God. But you are afraid. You are afraid that if you cut ties with them, you know, if you unfriend them, there will be no other friends who are going to, you know, be with you when you need help, when, you know, when you need company. 
You see, that is an example of the kind of fears that some Christians have whenever they want to, you know, pursue God. Right? So, what can we do? We can't eliminate all of life uncertainties, but we can change the way we respond to our situation, our surroundings. Now, we can move from someone who, who, who is discouraged to someone who gives encouragement to others. We can move from living stuck in fear to stepping out in courage and faith. Now, Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the Israelites have the courage to continue to resume the rebuilding work not because they are brave and strong, but because they listen and obey the word of God. They have courage to continue because they know that they are serving the God of heavens and earth. Amen? God commands us to be courageous. Yeah? When we know we are protected by God, when we know that God rules over our life, we can conquer all fears and live a life of courage. God commands us to do this, church. Yeah? In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, the Bible says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Church, Courage requires us to be willing to face fear and uncertainty and many of us don't really know what courage means. Remember, courage is not the absence of fear. It is acting in spite of the fear. Let me repeat myself. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is acting in spite of the fear. Now, I like this quote, uh, word of Kerry uh, Newhoff, right? He says this, it's not worth quitting just because you feel discouraged. It's not worth it, guys. You know, life is full of discouragement circumstances. Even the most blessed people, the most successful, the most spiritually mature, you know, uh, Christian will face constant disappointment and discouragement. Now, the aim of my sermon this morning is that you would honestly honestly face the problems yeah and don't give up don't give up don't give up Jesus do not want us to be discouraged in fact he commands us not to be now listen to what Jesus said to his disciple in John chapter 14 verse 1 he said don't let your heart be troubled believe in God believe also in me Church, don't let your heart be troubled. It's a command. He knew that we would be tempted to fear. Therefore, he commanded us to not, uh, not to let our heart be troubled. Yeah. Now, I want to close with this story. In the year 1945, uh, three young evangelists were making a huge impact upon the English-speaking world. They were packing out auditoriums and gaining fame as some of the most outstanding preachers the church had seen in, uh, in generations. One of these three we all know well. He is Billy Graham, 
right? Billy Graham. Now the other two are most likely not all not all of us are familiar. You know, they are Chuck Templeton or Charles Templeton and Bron Clifford. Both were powerful speakers. You know, Clifford had been called the greatest preacher since the apostles. Wow! And Templeton was nearly as dynamic. Now, many who compared uh, Billy Graham with Templeton stated that Templeton was uh, a better preacher. Yeah. However, after after few years in ministry, let me tell you, two of them, Charles and Templeton, got sidetracked. Yeah. We know Billy Graham continued with his uh, ministry until his last breath. Yeah. How about the other two? This is what happened in 1950. Templeton had left the ministry. He pursued a radio career. He became uh, he became an, an, an announcer and a newscast newscaster, and he told the world that he no longer believed Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Eventually, he ended up became become an uh, atheist. So sad. In 1954, Clifford had lost his ministry, you know, his family and his health. Eventually, he lost his life because of addiction to alcohol. Financially, irresponsibility, he left his wife and their two Down syndrome children. Yeah. Now, this once famous preacher died of liver cancer at the age of 35. Now, let me tell you, One common thing about uh, Templeton and Clifford as to why they left the ministry is because of discouragement. Discouragement. They left the ministry. One of the reason is because they got discouraged. The word of God that they have been preaching all this while is just a head knowledge and not something they live by. Now, Billy Graham and other people do come. To give them godly counsel and help them to get back on track, but they choose to give up. They just simply choose to give up. Church, I don't know what um, what you are going through today. I don't know what kind of discouragement you are going through right now. But all I know is, if you allow yourself to dwell in discouragement, your faith will fade. And you may end your life like Templeton or Clifford. Yeah, as I said earlier, discouragement is part of life. We all eventually will go through it, and the only way for us to overcome it is if we listen to the Word of God, obey His commandment, and allow godly people to speak into our lives. Amen. Now let us stand on our feet. Hallelujah. Let's bow our head. You know, I just want to pray for you right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now I know some of you are having discouragement in life. I know some of you having. Um, Like some of you probably have given up on certain things. You know, you know that you you should continue to pursue uh, what God has called you to do, but something happened in your life, you choose to give up. 
right now I just want to invite you to come closer to God come closer to his altar right now I believe that this morning he wants to refresh you he wants to strengthen you hallelujah thank you Lord God you know all our struggles you know what is hidden you know things which are not known by others some of us today may have given up some may want to make the decision to give in to the struggles they face today Lord I pray right now Father God for those who are discouraged for those who are at the verge of giving up Lord. in fact for those who are probably totally giving up today Lord Lord I pray strengthen them in, at this moment rekindle the fire that once burned in them oh Lord Jesus hallelujah Holy Spirit you remind them of the goodness of God of who God is in their lives Lord I pray you send your people to encourage them to surround them and protect them Lord Father in the name of Jesus I pray right now be strong people of God be strong be courageous be courageous because God is with us and nothing can separate us from his love father God I pray that the promise of your word will be fulfilled in their lives will be fulfilled in their life in their career in their studies in their relationship in their ministry Lord, in every area of their life today Lord father thank you Jesus thank you Lord hallelujah come on church let us sing this song together hallelujah Thank you for tuning in to live podcast we hope that you will be challenged by this message and you will share it with your friends family member and co-worker we hope you have a great day god bless you